Welcome. You are about to listen to a life-transforming and change-evoking sermon by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We know for a fact that you will be blessed. Stay tuned. If you are here this morning and God has been good to you, I want you to give a shout unto the Lord. I want you to bless the name of the Lord. It's only by His grace. And if you are like me, you will always remember that it's just been by his grace. And it will always continue to be by his grace. We don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know if, but all we know is that his grace is always sufficient. Amen. Amen. This morning we are blessed to be in the presence of the Lord. It's always an honor to be here. It's always an honor because... Anytime we show up, one thing I know is that God shows up. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. And it's always an honor for him to show up. This morning, he's going to speak to us, I believe. He always gives us his word, not just to instruct us, but to edify us, to build us up, to lift us up. To keep us going. It's like food for your soul. If you don't get his word, you go hungry. And God knows that even in these times, we need his word more than ever. This word, I'm speaking to you on a message I have titled, Planted, Not Buried. Planted, Not Buried. Our anchor scriptures will be from Psalm 1 verse 3, John 12, 24, and 1 Thessalonians 5.18. But before we read, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, but for your grace. And we continue to say thank you. We continue to say that, Lord, we are here just by grace. And we know that today your word will minister to us. Like the centurion said, only say the word and I shall be healed. All we need is your word. Your word has power in itself to perform. Your word brings healing. Your word brings restoration. Your word mends things that are broken. Your word is able to lift us up out of the miry clay and put us on the rock to stay. We know that you will speak your words to us. These are just lips of clay. But you always use a man's lips to bring your word to life. And this morning I believe that your word will come alive. Not because of who I am, but because of who you are. And because of your people. And for that we say, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's read Psalm 1 verse 3. It's a very common scripture, so I'm sure all of you know it by root. Psalm 1 verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Testing our Bibles to John 12, 24. The gospel according to John, chapter 12, and verse 24. And it reads, Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Amen. 
Our last scripture, let's read 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Paul's letter to the Thessalonian church. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. There are a few things that intrigue me. And one of them is the fact that a lot of us want the victory, but we don't want the war that comes with the victory. A lot of us want the success stories. We want the message. But we, 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 we shy away from the mess that will result in the message. In fact, a lot of us believers want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And I, 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 unless you are Enoch or probably Elijah, I'm not sure how you're going to get there. These things are intriguing. It's amazing. Sometimes you go to church and they're asking you to thank God that God didn't call you home and you are still alive. But I thought home was better than here, where the streets are paved with gold. And you get to be with Jesus. But that is a mystery of life. The second thing that intrigues me and that I find difficult to do as a minister of the gospel is when somebody is going through a problem, a tribulation, somebody has probably lost their child or their parents or they have lost their job or something, some calamity has befallen them. And as a minister of God, you are supposed to go there and say, brother or sister, give thanks. Because in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul has enjoined us to give thanks. In everything, give thanks. And sometimes, as a minister of the gospel, you are saying the thing, but Charlie, you don't believe it yourself. Because in your mind, you are asking yourself questions. How can I give thanks for this? How can I thank God for this calamity? How? Why? Why didn't God save me? Why didn't God help me? Why is he now telling me that after he has allowed the enemy to strike, he still wants me to bury my pain. He still wants me to put it aside and give him thanks. That is callous. That is cruel. God, why would you want me to thank you? If you need me to say thanks to you, then give me the good things in life. Let me prosper. Let me do well. And then I can come to you and say thank you. That will be in order. But if you tell me that God, even in the midst of my challenges, not when it is over, not when the rain has stopped, but as I walk through the rain and the storm, your word tells me that in everything, I should give thanks. And today I believe by the time we are done, there will be good enough reason for you to understand this mystery. And anytime you are going through that difficult situation, it won't be so difficult to go on your knees and say thank you. Planted but not buried. I had to go through some agriculture and science lessons this weekend. But isn't it interesting how God speaks to us, even in the things around us. God will tell you that go to the ant and learn its ways and apply it to your life. Sometimes you look at the things that are happening around you, and you can't help but see God's word in that thing concerning you. And this weekend, God took me to understand the seed. 
And as I read and I studied and I studied, I got so many lessons that I believe will bless your life this morning. Indeed, everything around us is a lesson for us. Seeds in themselves is supposed to be God's way of ensuring that life is sustained. Bible says that the tree bears fruit and in the fruit is a seed. And because there's a seed in the fruit, it means that the life of that tree will not end. So anytime the seed is eaten and not planted, what you have done is cut short the life of that tree, the generation of that tree. God by himself knew that after creation, he wasn't going to come back and recreate anything. So he put in a system where the seeds that are in the plant will ensure that procreation continues, reproduction continues, and life as God has ordained it continues. It's the same thing with us. When the woman is pregnant, what do we say? The woman has taken seed. Because the seed that the woman is carrying then ensures that life continues. Every seed in itself, as I studied, I realized that the seed had a hard covering. And inside the hard covering, there were all sorts of things. One of them was the embryo. And in the embryo, there's something they call the endosperm. And before a seed can be productive, what should have happened is that pollen should have been, flowers should have been cross-pollinated. And therefore, the seed, like a human being, becomes productive. Because the seed that is not cross-pollinated... It's not productive. When you plant that seed, it will die. But like a human being, after the male seed has been pollinated with a female seed, what comes together out of it is the seed that has an embryo. And that embryo that is in the endosperm of the seed has everything that seed needs to grow. In fact, as I read, it just explained that every seed that you are seeing has a plant in that seed. And I will explain to you why this is important. Every seed that you have, that you hold in your hands, is a plant in waiting. So all that it does is that because it is not ready, the environment is not right, God in his wisdom puts a shell around that seed. And that shell is to protect that tree that is inside that plant. I'm here to tell you this morning that as a seed, you have power in yourself because you are already a plant waiting for the right environment to blossom. That is why a seed is different from any other thing that is buried. When a seed is planted in the soil, it mimics burial. Okay? Two things end up in the soil. Things that are dead and things that are waiting for life. That is the seed. They, they go through the same process. If you, somebody dies or something dies, and you, it's not going to come back to life again. What do you do? You dig up the ground and you bury it. In the same way, if you want a seed to germinate and grow and reproduce, you dig up the ground that you are going to bury a dead person and you put that seed in the ground. And that seed will germinate. That seed will not rot like the dead body. Why? Because that seed has life in it. And that life means that we as seeds, we have the life of God in us. And even as situations bury us, remember one thing, that the seed already has life in it. God has already put life in you. The embryo in there has life. All it is waiting for is the environment that the seed and the soil provides for that seed to germinate. So that seed cannot die. That seed cannot die. 
As long as you have that life in you. And that is why anytime you are going through a difficult situation, one of the things you tell yourself is that I won't die. Because I am not dead. In myself there is life. Because I have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into my life. Already I am embodiment of life. And therefore nothing, nothing can bury me. Nothing can bury me because all that is happening right now is that I am going under the ground only to get the environment to sprout again. There is something we call germination. When the seed goes into the ground and you provide the environment for the seed, what happens is that the seed then begins to absorb water from the ground. And as it absorbs the water, it becomes filled up with the water. And the shell cannot contain it anymore. So the shell has to give way. And once the shell gives way, the roots begin to go down into the ground for more water. And the leaves come up for sunlight. I don't know whether you are catching the mystery of this. As you continue to absorb the word, which is the water of life, what happens when you are going through that situation? Because you know when the seeds get under the soil, it is out of its comfort zone. When the seed gets under the soil, it is dark, it is moist, it is not a pleasant place. But I'm telling you that it is a necessary occasion for that seed to be able to go down there and absorb that water and get that moisture and that warmth for it to blot out of its skin and come out. That darkness you are going through in your life, it is a necessary condition for that seed that God has placed in your heart to burst out and bring forth fruit. So I'm saying this morning in simple terms that any situation that you find yourself, and that is why Paul is telling the, the Thessalonian church that if you are going through some situation, whether it is the enemy that has brought it forth, and mind you, sometimes God has to use the enemy to take you out of your comfort zone. Sometimes God will use a king who is, a, is, is nobody, a king who is not righteous to punish the Israelites. And once the king has overcome the Israelites, he will take them to captivity. And when they are in captivity, they begin to realize that they have messed up and that they need God in their lives. Sometimes God will use people. God will use situations. God will use things that you think shouldn't even happen. But Paul is saying that whether that was orchestrated by God or whether it was orchestrated by the enemy, the end result is that that seed has gone into the ground. The end result is that once that seed begins to understand that I am in this situation only for a reason, only for a period, only for a purpose, and my purpose and the time that I will stay in this ground is determined, determined by how quickly I absorb water. Then that seed will not remain buried. If the seed is in the ground and it refuses to absorb water, if the seed is in the ground and it continues to complain and not understand the reason and the purpose for that dark moment, then that seed is going to continue to be in that ground for the long time. I'm saying this morning that any situation that comes your way, good or bad, that is why the Bible says that he's able to take things that have happened to us that are negative and he will turn it around for our good. And the reason is that anytime God takes you through that challenging situation, it is only a sole moment. It is only a moment for you to go within yourself. It is only a moment for you to understand that I need this. 
Out of the womb of adversity, great people are born. Out of the womb of adversity, great miracles happen. When you go into that secret place, that dark place of your life, it is at that point that you begin to realize that I need more of Jesus. I need him in my life. Some of us will not be standing here holding microphones in our hands. If God hadn't taken us through a dark place, when our businesses were going through challenges, when we turned and it wasn't working, when we went to people and they couldn't help, all we had we left with us was that option of going to God. And he took us to the house of God. And here I am today standing in front of you, holding a microphone because I went through my dark moments. I went through my dark moments. When you are going through those dark moments, it is difficult. It is uncomfortable. You wish that it will end. But like the butterfly, the cocoon that is in the butterfly, if it is not time and you force that cocoon open, you only kill the butterfly. Because you cannot, it cannot fly. Its wings are not developed. Sometimes we have to be patient in the time of adversity. Sometimes like the seed, we have to understand that even though it may be the devil that brought it our way, the devil knew that he was crucifying the son of God. He knew that it was a bad thing. Judas had betrayed Jesus. He felt so guilty because he had betrayed the king of kings. He went and hanged himself, but God had a plan. It was only a seed moment. It was only a moment for the son to go on the cross and die. Because we read in John 12, 24, unless a grain of seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But Jesus had to go on the cross and die so that you and I could have life. The enemy thought he had buried the king of kings, but it was a seed. The enemy thinks that he is burying you with that situation, but it is a seed. The enemy thinks that he has you over. It is done with your life. But trust me, you are a seed. And as long as you are a seed and you have that endosperm in you and your embryo is intact and you are absorbing the word, trust me, it is only a matter of time for you to burst out of that shell, for you to step out and say, oh, that you thought you had buried me, but I was just a seed. I was waiting for that moment when I have absorbed enough. But I will tell you something. The seed can only burst out of its shell when it has certain conditions going. And the first condition is that it has to absorb water. I have told you already. Anytime water is mentioned in the Bible, and I, we, are doing, we are doing a study of things that are natural, but it informs how God thinks and how he works. When you are going through that situation, the time, it is not the time to cry. It is not the time to get emotional. It is not the time to will and to nag. It is a time to take that word of God that has the promises of God in there and to go back to God with his word and give God back his promises and say that God, you say that I am going to do this. Why is this happening to me? And say that God, I know that if I abide in you and you abide in me, there is no way I am going to remain buried. There is no way the enemy will have his way. One fine day, one moment soon, I am going to burst out of myself and the world will know that you had a plan for my life. It needs the word. The seed also needs some warmth. Anytime, and, and most seeds, I mean some seeds are exceptional, but most seeds, it needs the warmth, the moisture, the, the warmth in the soil. When you are going through that difficult moment, that is not the time to stay alone. That is the time you need other believers around you. That is the time you reach out for the fellowship 
that God has promised. That is why he says in his word, never forsake the assembling of God's people because he knows that as a seed, you may be buried one day and whilst you are there in that belly of affliction, whilst you are there and you are wondering what is happening to your life, he knows that you will need the warmth that comes from other believers around you. And he knows that you will need that counsel, that, that nice word, that love. And that is why as people of Christ, as believers in the church, we should be mindful of how we deal with people. We should be understand that everybody has a story. Somebody may be going through something they haven't shared with you. So you will see me and I am not laughing. I am not smiling as you want me. It is not about you. It is maybe because I am in the belly of an affliction and I cannot tell you and all I want from you is warmth. All I want from you is love. All I want from you is affection and not your criticism. It is not your gossip that I am asking for. It is not your whys that I am asking for. All I am asking is that you love me. Just love me. Now the church has become a place that sometimes you are going and you are even unhappy. Because today it is this, tomorrow it is that. You cannot even share your life, your, 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 your deep moments with anybody. Because the next thing you know, everybody is talking about it. Now it has become a place of antagonism. It has become a place where you are not even yourself to be yourself. But that is wrong. It is a plan of the enemy. Because the God knows that when the seed is going through that moment of pain, he needs somebody. He needs another human. He needs that warmth. And that is why he said we shouldn't forsake the assembling of God's people so watch it if you just can't love somebody don't malign them if you don't know what that person is going through don't assume and in my short life in ministry I have come it has been something that God has opened my eyes to see several times and we've all gone through it. You see somebody and you are complaining. This person doesn't laugh. Hey, on say, what's it, why, why doesn't she laugh? And then later you find out what the person is going through. And you are shocked that the person can even get out of their bed and make it to church. And you are sitting there and you are judging. We have become judgmental as a people. Because we don't understand that sometimes when the seed is in that dark place, it is a terrible moment. It is a moment of frustration. It is a moment where they think that God has even deserted them. Because when they are in the ground, it is like they are buried. It is like there's no life that is going to come out of them. And they are frustrated and they are tormented. And they get into the place where they should have warmth to grow. And they, what they meet is more coldness. And when we do that to other people, the seeds don't grow. And that is why we have so many people among us who are struggling and can't come out to fulfill destiny and can't come out to fulfill life's purpose. When the, the, the seed is in the ground, one thing that it needs is a little sunlight. A little sunlight. And once it has that sunlight, once the, the germination process has begun and the leaf comes out, what, what happens is that the seed, the, the leaves have to look I get the sunlight for photosynthesis or whatever. Science there might be this weekend for photosynthesis so that they can find, get more food for the plant to grow. And I'm telling you that when you are going through that moment of affliction, you need the light of God. You need the illumination in his word. You need to understand that knowledge is everything. So in all you're getting, 
get wisdom, but also get knowledge. Because for lack of knowledge, people perish. They don't know that they are just seeds that are going through difficult moments. They don't understand that this is for a season. It will not last forever. They don't understand that it is in this difficult moment that they need to stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. Like the Egyptians coming after you. The Israelites were saying that, God, why have you brought us here to destroy us? Why have you allowed these Egyptians to chase us? Why is it that you didn't let Pharaoh stay the way he was? But God had a plan. And that plan was that he wanted to destroy Pharaoh. He wanted to destroy the armies. And therefore he allowed Pharaoh to chase. At that point the Israelites were anxious. They were they forgot that they were seeds. They forgot that all God was doing was allowing that to happen so that he would have a way to end the life of the Egyptians. You need illumination. You need knowledge. In your moment of difficulty, ask yourself questions. Find information. How do I get out of this? God, what is your way and direction for me? What, is, what are you seeing concerning this situation? And if you have that right knowledge, maybe like I am giving you this morning, then you will be confident to say that in everything, I give you thanks. Because this is not unto death. This situation, it is not unto death. It is just so that the glory of God may be seen in your life. How many of us haven't heard stories? And after we have heard the story, our faith is lifted. Because we again understand that God is a miracle working God. That God cares for his children. How is it if everybody went through smoothly? If nobody went through that moment of affliction, how do we get our faith lifted? If everybody had a smooth ride, how are you going to encourage each other? Sometimes somebody has to go through it. And the objective is that when the time comes for you to be encouraged, that person is there. The seed needs the seed needs in itself, I mentioned earlier, that for a seed to be productive, what it means is that that seed has to be good. All the factors I've mentioned are external, but this is internal. The seed has to have quality embryos in there. Okay? And the Holy Spirit said to me that this is attitude. Tell my people that when they are going through a moment of affliction, one thing that will get them out of that situation quickly is their attitude to their situation. And that is why Paul caught that revelation and said that, you know what? When you are going through the situation, one thing I can tell you is that give thanks. As soon as begin, you begin to give thanks, the enemy gets confused. Because that situation is supposed to make you cry. That situation is supposed to get you depressed. That situation is supposed to keep you in your, in your bed without any hope of coming out. That situation was meant to kill you. But if you can get out of that bed and you can be, begin to give God a dance and you can begin to lift up praise unto God, the enemy is confused. He is asking himself questions. How is it that this person is up and thanking God even though I have afflicted that child with sickness? Hey, that child is saying that my God is able. I know that he will deliver me even if he does not deliver 
deliver me. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God is still God. Why is it that this child is not crying like the unbeliever and saying that why, what is happening to my life? Why is God doing this to me? Let me curse God and die. But that child is up in church and dancing to the glory of God and saying that, Lord, for all your many blessings, thank you. For the challenges that you have taken me through, thank you. For the mountains that are ahead of me, thank you. For the people who dislike me, thank you. Father, for the many things that you continue to do, thank you for my life. Oh, the enemy gets confused. I am telling you that if that seed will germinate, your attitude is important. Your attitude to the situation is important. I am telling you this morning, just begin to change your heart and tell God that God, you did this for a reason. I don't understand. I don't know how you are going to turn it around. I don't even see how, but I know that you are God. And for that, I say thank you. Your attitude will determine whether you stay buried or whether you become a seed that sprouts. And I said, church, I am enjoining you this morning that any time that challenge rears its head, don't moan, don't cry, don't get depressed. It is difficult, I know. Uh, everything is not working like you want it, I know. That man is giving you stress, I know. That situation, and we all have our stresses. Some of us are going through difficult situations, but what I never allow is for the enemy to have his way. Because if you have afflicted me, then that is all that you can do. What I can do in response is determined by me. And my response is that I am not going to cry. I am not going to moan. I am not going to be depressed. I am going to jump up, take this microphone, and tell God that you are God alone. You are God alone. You will get the glory out of this. You will get the praise out of this. This is not unto death, but that your glory will be seen. I remain joyful. In all things, I remain joyful. In all things, I say thank you. In all things, it is not what I want. It is not how I want it, but it is enough. And his blessings continue to abound. It may be not what I am going through. I know what I'm going through right now, but I also know that it is for a season. And like the bamboo seed, you are asking yourself, if God is good, why is it I'm going through this time? Why is it that it is taking so long? Okay, God, I have seen your purpose. There's an affliction that you want me to go through, but why is it taking so long? And I remember the story of the bamboo seed that I spoke to you about. When my father said to me that, you know what? There are some seeds that don't need much. They are, you just throw them on the ground with a little covering and they grow. But those seeds and plants don't stay long. Like the tomato plant, it comes out and in the twinkle of an eye, it is gone. But the bamboo seed stays there in the ground forever. For years, Yes, it is not sprouting because you know what? It is growing uh, roots that are going down and down and down into the soil. And the moment it sprouts, it gets taller than every other tree. And it gets it, it stays longer than every other tree because you know what? It needed those roots to go down and get water deep, deep, deep so that when it begins to sprout, it can stay nourished. So maybe, just maybe, God has taken long to answer. Maybe, just maybe, you think that it is taking too long. Maybe, just maybe, you are telling yourself that, God, why? It is enough. Can you end this for me? But I am telling you that maybe you are the bamboo tree. Maybe your roots are just going down and down and down. And the day that God lifts you up, your roots will be firm. And you can grow and stay longer than any other tree that came up in a few minutes. 
but stays only for three months or stays only for six months. Every situation that you go through, just remember that you are planted and not buried. You will be planted by the rivers of water. A plant necessarily has to be put in the ground and it has to grow. And he says that if you are planted by the rivers of water, you have access to more water, then you will flourish. All that you do will prosper. My encouragement is that even after the seed has grown, remain planted by the rivers of water. And once you are planted by the rivers of water, you don't forsake the assembling of his people. You don't forsake his word. You continue to look up to him. You continue to drink from the well of water. Trust me and trust me and hear me speak to you that God will lift you up. God will cause your leaves to flourish. It will never be, be, be brown. It will always be green. Why? Because you are by the rivers of water and you will bear fruit in season and that fruit will have seeds in it and that life continues so once you are planted by the rivers of water your breakthrough will not be momentary your breakthrough will not be temporary your breakthrough will last because you will continue to bear fruit season after season after season and that is why you should also know that anytime you are born fruit there's a potential for another burial. Because there's a seed in that fruit. So you will enjoy the victories. But always be prepared that there will be a time of burial again. And when that time of burial comes, it is only so that productivity will continue. It is only so that life will continue. It is only so that you will remain grounded. And your generation after generation after generation will continue to see the glory of God. So don't despair when they come. In fact, welcome the adversities from today. When they come, when you are going through any challenging moment, tell yourself that, God, I don't know the purpose. I don't know what you have, but all I know is that I am a seed and I can only be planted. I cannot be buried because my attitude is right. I have the word of God in me. I have information and therefore I will sprout. It's only for a moment in time. Habakkuk says that the vision is for an appointed time. But even though it tarries, Wait, for it shall surely come. We thank God for this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's rise up and begin to thank God. Begin to thank God that God, I have a seed. From today, the enemy cannot have his way. I know that the problems will come, the challenges will come. But it is only so that I can be lifted to another level. Haha. <laughs> It is only an opportunity for me to grow. It is only an opportunity for your glory to be seen in my life. If I had cried before, Lord, I am sorry. If I had forgotten to give you thanks, I am sorry. But today I know, <laughs> I know and I know and I know that our God is faithful. That our God is a covenant-keeping God. That our God is a God of promise. That our God is a God who delivers. That our God is a God who sees. That our God is a God who remembers. That our God is the ever living God. And we know that from today our lives have changed. Our lives have changed. Father we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. You have spoken your word to us. And I know that this word will stay in our hearts. It will be a shield. 
Anytime the darts of the enemy are is thrown, the shield of your word will be lifted. And we will go on our knees in praise. And as we begin to thank him, and as we begin to bless him, and as we begin to go according to his word, it is only a matter of time. And the testimony will be shared. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to bring our offerings. If you also came with your tithes, some people also took envelopes from Papa. Those who don't come to church, if you know anybody that you invited that took envelopes, tell them to return it, eh, please. We need our envelopes. If you also brought the seed of hope, you can come and we'll pray over it for you. Father, I thank you for these ones. This is an act of faith. And an act that shows that they are obedient to your word. Father, even as they obeyed, I pray that you also open the windows of heaven. That you will pour forth a blessing. Bar the devourer for their sakes. Father, cause them to prosper even more. Because they have demonstrated that they will be faithful. Even in the little. Therefore, open doors for the greater to come. In Jesus' name, amen. You just listened to a sermon preached by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We hope you were blessed. Thank you for listening. You can also subscribe to Higher Heights, her personal growth and development podcast at www.boahima.com. Www